Hey, everybody. Welcome in. Another edition of The Wrap right here on NRM Streamcast in Farmington. We are live in the Jim Reels friendly Chrysler Jeep Studios. Lots to talk about today. Just when you think about we're going to talk about these new baseball rules they want to break out and all this little fluffy stuff you're supposed to talk about in, in February. Because nothing goes on in February. Nothing unless you live here in Michigan. And Michigan State has got themselves a new head coach again and we'll talk about that and a whole lot more. We've got NFL stuff. Where's Tom Brady going to go? We're going to hit it all today. And uh, our friends in the house today, as usual, Clarence Black in the house, Major CB. What up, man? Coming up, brother. How you doing? Doing good, man. You all right? I'm doing good. Thanks for coming in. Spartac- when we get our Spartacus on? Spartacus. When is any, it happening? Any second now. You ready? Uncle Rico Beard will be joining us uh, live from the Spartan Beat uh, over at Specs Howard, by I the way. I told my kids we going, man, so we better go. The horses? Yeah. I'm telling you. We're going. Through. It's a done deal. Hey, listen, you don't come through for my kids. They'll no. kill you. I don't know what kind of kids you got. <laughs> my kids will just, My kids will kill you. My kids will just bust your balls till you just give in. No, my kids will kill you. Anyway, uh, your, to your right is the Sandman. He's in the house. Brendan Senate. What's happening, kid? What's happening, fellas? Thanks. For, good to be back. Good to be back. Good to have you. I'm glad you got sprung out of work for a couple well, you hours. You know, I brought some, brought some guests with me today. That they're, they're checking out the product. Uh, Who'd you bring? Intro. Brought my guys uh, Aaron and LJ. All right. From? From Malice HR. All right. Best Malice staffing H- company in town, baby. There you they go. They rolled through here like homicide cops. I know. They look, like, look like Miami Johnson. Vice. I call them they're Johnson, like Cro- Johnson and Reno. They're like Crockett and like Tubbs. Like good cop, bad cop. Ethan Perlman's in the house with a smile. Yep. What's up, young man? Not too much. It's good. It's a Wednesday. You all right? You okay if we don't talk about Bowling Green today? You going to be okay? Yeah. You know, I got I got two days to get ready for opening okay. day. All right. Hey, good, hey, good. you playing to the buzzer? Yeah. How you, you're eating babies playing to the buzzer? <laughs> they are. Is they that are. working out for you? Hey. No, no. Our varsity girls yeah. lost last night. Oh, I'm sorry. But, you know, they played to the buzzer against some very talented team. So. Yeah. Lakeview girls won by about 60, I think. They beat Dang. Country Day, but that's another story. That's another day. Anyway, we're not here to talk about uh, girls basketball and high school basketball. We're here to talk about the Michigan State football program, who had, uh, you know, not a good weekend and not a good beginning of the week here in Detroit, of course, being turned down by Luke Fickle, uh, the Cincinnati head coach, and they had all their eggs in one basket. At least we thought that. What we didn't know is, or some of us didn't know, Rico Beard will join us in just a minute. He knows everything about Spartans. Uh, We didn't know that they went and interviewed Mel Tucker from Colorado. And uh, Mel Tucker used to be here uh, in Michigan State. He used to be uh, an assistant, a grad assistant. Uh, Then he was with Nick Saban. He had 10 years in the NFL. Then he came back. And last year he took the Colorado Buffaloes to a phenomenal season. I'm going to hit you. What was Uncle Mel last year? <laughs> Uncle Mel was five and seven. All right, but you know what? Doesn't go Buffs. Is. And you just got there. I know. Go Buffs. You just got there. And go Buffs. Just got there. Grand opening. Grand closing. I gotta read you uh, his text. His tweet. It's it's pretty cool. Is it? So they interviewed him the other day, and they left Boulder without him getting the gig. So uh, let me bring it up. Here it comes. This is Mel Tucker from Colorado. While I am flattered to be considered for the head coaching job at MSU football, I am committed <laughs> to the CU Buffs football program for the build. And the build, of course, you know, yes. with the hashtag, the build of our program. It's great. Athletes. It's great coaches and supporters. 
Hashtag unfinished business. Hashtag go buffs. We are hashtag relentless. You were hashtag to, culture. You were didn't I tell you we needed the list? The cle- what is it? Our list of what are we up to now? Yeah, how many? So committed, unfinished committed, business. Wait, unfinished, unfinished, unfinished business, business. Mutual parting of culture, the ways. Culture. Culture. The build. The build. The build. The pro- well, not the process. Uh, the journey. The oh, journey. What's the best journey. for my family. Oh, yeah. What's best for like, my I'm family. I'm telling you, E, you need to be the keeper of the, the cliche book. Yeah. We need a book that we just break out when, when we hear this stuff. It's amazing. So Mel Tucker just two days ago. Committed. Is committed. One of, that's a good one. To Buffalo. I'm committed. The Buffaloes of uh, Colorado. And, uh, well, now he's a Michigan State Spartan. Well, not official yet, but they'll make it, it official any time now. And uh, for more on that, we go... To the man who knows all Spartan stuff, Rico Beard. We go out to Southfield. We go out to Spex Howard, where he's a professor out there. And, of course, he is the Spartans beat man right there. And uh, it is uh, Rico Beard. Uncle Rico, what's up, brother? What's up, Mass? What's up, Clarence? Uh, now nah, I don't know everything. So Hey, Brendan's here, too. Brendan Senate's here. Oh, I'm sorry. What's up, Brendan? Oh, my man. How you, do, how you doing, brother? Doing hey, all right? Rico, you've been, uh, <laughs> hey, you been up all night partying about that uh, that Rocket Watch 21 points, man. Okay. You, you want to know the truth? <laughs> yeah. The, the truth is I watched the game. I was happy for Rocket because I knew Rocket had that in him. I kept telling people, Rocket was, Rocket's been injured. His He's had a foot problem like because yeah. he can't get up and dunk the ball the way that he can because I tease him like, you know, one of these days you'll live up to your name, Rocket, and have some liftoff. <laughs> Um, I man, that game was over, and it was a good I'm game. Getting over, if no, well, it was. If you want to call pissing away a twenty point lead in the second <laughs> half and winning by one, a good game. It was a great game. They didn't cover either but, the Sons uh, of Guns. They were two and a half point favorites right. on the road. Oh, so you should have got it when it first came out. It would have been a push. You Damn. still wouldn't have won, but they were one point favorites when it originally came out. I loved them last night. I, matter of fact, I guaranteed a victory for the Spartans last night. I just didn't know it would happen the way it did with a put back dunk oh. with three seconds left. Hey, Rick, I, I know, right. Rick. I know we got to Go hit ahead. the. I know we got to hit the Mel Tucker stuff, but I want to ask you, man. So obviously, state. Uh, this should get them back possibly in. Oh, yeah. the top twenty-five, depending on how the rest of the week goes. But obviously, preseason number one. Uh, and then out of the top twenty-five, man. It, it, in terms of, and then you know, Izzo now is like he's 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 kind of been more a little bit more uh, snappy or irritated or it, what's going on with this program? Because you see it from the inside out, and 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 how much of it, or does any of it, have to do with the unfortunate incident with Cassius's brother, or is just just why has just just been such a frustrating year for this team? Um, really, if you look at it, this is their year every year. Last year, they hit a three-game losing streak. Didn't look like they were going to win the Big Ten. Not only did they win the Big Ten, won the Big Ten tournament and beat Duke and went to the Final Four. But with this year's team, it is a little different. You're two leaders, and and Izzo had a talk with them before the game and kind of said after the Michigan game, I need you two to step up. And he's kind of been hands-off because – these two guys, and Cassius Winston and Xavier Tillman, are dealing with real-life issues. Opposite ends of the spectrum. Cassius is dealing with the suicide of his brother, the guilt. Just, you know, he has good days, he has bad days. He has good weeks, he has bad weeks. He has good hours, he has bad hours. So, he's Tom is kind of like, you know, you, you want to give him their space. Cassius never had time to mourn. Yeah. His brother died. 
and he played in the game that night. And he's been playing ever since. He didn't take two weeks off to just sit in the room and cry. So, and, and before, even before that, he never ate, he never slept. Now he's really not eating. Now he's really not sleeping. So he's dealing with that. So his mind's not completely there. You're seeing a lot of mental mistakes that Cassie's never made before. And I think it has something to do with that. That's not an excuse. I just think that's real life. And I think we forget everything that he's going through under the microscope. And, you know, they haven't, they technically, they, they haven't had the, uh, a funeral or memorial for him yet. So I think they're waiting to after the season's over. Now, uh, Xavier Tillman is the exact opposite. His wife is one pothole away from delivering their second <laughs> child. So he doesn't know what is going to happen. So, you know, I'm not saying that's why he keeps missing layups, but I don't know how focused he is knowing that at any moment his wife could have his second child, his firstborn son. So those two, I think Izzo kind of said, okay, I know you guys are dealing with this, but I need you to get your head in the game because everybody's watching you. And you saw that at least from Tillman last night. Now, Cassius, Cassius was in foul trouble the whole night. Probably played one of his worst games ever, but... You know, that, that's what you're going to get with Cassius. It's good Cassius, it's bad Cassius. But you understand why. Spartans take on Maryland coming up on Saturday. They'll be fine. They'll be a, a three or a four seed when it's all said and done, when it comes down to March Madness, I think. Rico Beard joins us from the Spartan Beat. No one knows the Spartans like him. That's a fact. Take it to the bank. Now you got yourself know, yeah. a new head coach. It's uh, Mel Tucker. We just read a, his tweet Prior to you coming on, I don't know if you caught the tail end of it. It was a couple of a uh, couple of days ago when he said, "No thanks to MSU. Thanks it was it was nice of you to ask me, but I'm staying in Colorado, unfinished business." And last night they made a deal, and uh, he's coming for twice the money and twice the money that he could spend on his coaching staff. He blamed the guy, and yeah. how is what do you think of yeah. Mel Tucker? No, I don't blame the guy at all. Um, honestly, I understood why he did that the first time, along with the other coaches who said, thanks, but no thanks. They knew, at most, I'm your second choice. I'm your third choice. You guys really want Luke Fickle. And for Tucker, I think he kind of felt, you know, a little, are you guys really trying to interview me, or are you just trying to do some type of a diversity interview right now? Are you really interested in me? Yeah. And I don't think he felt that way. And to be honest, if it were me, I'd, I'd do the same. I'd tell you to kick rocks. Now, if you come, now MSU was smart enough, and this is why I got to give them credit, guys. They haven't been doing too many smart things lately. No, I, let's just be for real. They were smart enough to say, "Hey, just because he said no the first time, let's ask again. It may cost us a little more, but let's see how interested he is." Ted DiBiase always said everybody has price. <laughs> They found out his price. <laughs> hey, hey, I just read something from Drew Pearson. Did you see this text, this tweet? Yeah, I did. I did. In and in capital letters. Let me read it. In capital letters from the great Drew Pearson, who should be a Hall of Famer, by the way. Mel Tucker is a con man. He recruited my grandson to go to CU, said he wasn't going anywhere, then ups and leaves. Sat there and lied to my face he wasn't going anywhere. So I want to beat him up today on social media. What else can I do? Now, that happens all the time, obviously, because coaches leave. And that's why the transfer portal has, uh, has has all of a sudden, you know, appeared. So so players can leave as well. This, What's your take on, uh, on Drew Pearson? 
I mean, I understand where he's coming from. I mean, coaches, they have to. I mean, come on, Mass. You know, would you send one of your daughters to go play for a coach if they if she said, you know, I'm probably only going to be here for about a year. I'm looking for jobs. <laughs> no, of course not. So I just want to let you know I, I got my resume on Indeed, and I'm looking around. No, you're not going there. You got to make it seem like I'm going to be here on your senior day, and I'm, I'm a lifer. It happens. This is where I think. This is what I think that they should do with the transfer portal. They, they should. It's a good idea, but the system is so flawed. For for situations like this, if the coach moves on or gets fired, kids should be able to go someplace and play immediately. Yep. Because you signed up to play with a coach, he's not there. You shouldn't be punished. I shouldn't have to sit out. Because Mel Tucker doesn't have to sit out a year before he gets his first paycheck. That doesn't happen. He gets a coach immediately. So the kids should get the same type of thing. I think that that should be a clause in there. So everybody who who said ah, I'm going to go play for him in Colorado, yeah, they're kind of screwed. And I I felt that way. You know, I was like, you know, the flip side of this coin is once Michigan State finds their coach, there's going to be a program out there pissed. Of course, because now they got to do this unless they hire from within. So uh, Rico, you know, everyone in 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 my circle, the guys that I run with, uh, you know, that that went to state, kind of kind of. Put a bow on on Mark D'Antonio for me. I mean, d- did the Blackwell investigation have anything to do with him leaving? Was it that he was pissed off that they started looking for other candidates behind his back? I mean, no one is more connected than you, my friend. So, so tell me what what is the real story with Mark D'Antonio? Yeah, I don't think you'll ever get the honest to God truth of what happened because there's so many factions going on at MSU. It's, it's it's like the school lunchroom in high school, man. You got different tables that you could sit at. The cool kids' table. Uh, I never sat at that one. Yeah. You know, the geeks, the goth Maybe people. I didn't want you at my I, damn table. Sorry, man. Oh, okay. Well, hey, that's personal. Y'all deal with that when I'm talking. <laughs> um, it's funny, though. I had to buy him but, lunch every day. But the thing is, uh, I, I, he's, D'Antonio will say no. It had nothing to do with it. The school will say, no, they're not even worried about the Blackwell case. But I'll say they should be because it's some pretty damning information that's coming out. And even if it's not true, in the court of public opinion, you're going to get roasted. And you're just three years after getting nationally roasted for the Larry Nassar stuff. You shouldn't want to bring negative attention to yourself. If it were up to me, I would just settle this thing. Whether you believe you're guilty or not, just make it go away. And I do think that that has something to do with it because now things, you know, Curtis ponied up and, and, and hired, um, uh, I forgot it, but he, he hired a big-time lawyer. Johnny Cochran? And it, <laughs> no, I, 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 I Rest told him said, what's next? You're going to dig up the bones of Johnny Cochran? Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, he's, he's, you know, they're going after this. I think it's in MSU's best interest to make this go away because, that therefore, we're only going to be talking about good things about the new coach, mm-hmm. about the tournament, you know, instead of, yeah, well, you know, they may be under investigation. Uh, I, and I do, and I also think, you know, according to what I was told, D'Antonio wanted to, he, he wanted to go ahead and, 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 you know, pick his successor. And they were like, no, you can't pick your successor. And that, from what I was told, that became a problem. And since the, uh, the up, you know, the abrupt, resi- well, what did he call it? Retirement. Yeah, there we retirement. Go. That's the, the, the abrupt retirement 
where he really didn't look happy. He never he, looks happy. You know, he never looked happy ever. Yep. Now I've seen, I've seen, I've seen him happy, and uh, trust me, Tommy. You know, after that trouble with the snap game, he was smiling ear to ear. Yeah, I know, Rico. <laughs> Rico, the last time we saw Brett Bielema in this conference, he hit four, ran off four ten win seasons in a row. Obviously, goes yeah. to Arkansas. I don't think it was ever a fit. I think a lot of people in the Big Ten felt like it was an awful fit for him. How did you know he, how did he not end up with this job? He knows the Big uh, Ten. He knows how to recruit. I mean, it just seems like he wanted to come back to college. I don't see him yeah, as an NFL I, head I, guy. I, I just how did how how was he not the front runner? And how did they not back up the Brinks truck for him? Or did they just want to get? A quote unquote MSU guy. No, I don't think it was that, Clarence. I think it, how could I put, I think it was personal issues with him. Yeah. So that's why they kind of steered away, and that's why a lot of people are steering away. He's damaged. He's got a few, he's got some demons. Yeah. Let's just put it like that. So Michigan State can't bring in anybody flawed. They they can't afford it right now. They, They really can't. Um, and yeah, him down in Arkansas was probably like Rich Rodriguez at Michigan. Yes, there a you good go. coach, just a bad fit, and he was never accepted. He wasn't one. Of, he was some damn Yankee coming down here to tell us what to do, talking funny. That's a fact. But, but from a football, from a football standpoint, could D'Antonio or somebody have pulled him aside? Would Would you feel better today with him? I mean, just talking football, giving it everything else. You know, behind the scenes, they would they would be able to get together morality clause or whatever you want to put in the contract about personal conduct. Would the football situation be better today with Brett Bielema versus Mel Tucker? Okay, I'm going to say no, but it's a little bit of yes and no. With Brett Bielema, you know exactly what you're going to get. You're going to get Wisconsin football. He's going to run it right down your is, throat. Yeah, which which when it works, man, there's nothing you can do. You just got to sit there and take it. You can't stop it. They, you, they can tell you to play, and you can't stop it. You're going to get big offensive linemen. You're going to get running back after running back after running back. But the game is kind of changing that people want to see a more wide-open offense. They want to see a lot of passing. They want to see the Patrick Mahomes of the world going out there and doing crazy things on the field. That's what fans want. You bring in Bielema. It's going back to old school football, and I don't know if people really want. Uh, but to Rico, see that. don't you think that's more of an NFL opinion? I think in college, people still—you tell somebody you're going to give me four ten win seasons in a row. I think college. Oh, no, it, I think they'll will. take that. No, no, they, they will. But you know, you'll have a team, but you won't be sexy. You won't be that it team. You won't be the team that ESPN and everybody wants to cover. You'll win. I mean, look at Wisconsin right now. Wisconsin's one of the top teams, and no every year we just it. kind of skip over them yeah, and no say, yeah, yeah, nobody, yeah, that Wisconsin, they run, they score a lot, but they're boring. Well, well to your and, point, Rico, uh, I'm sorry, to your point, Rico, what they're talking about with, you know, that, that state needing good publicity, yeah, Beelman's teams might perform well on the field, but there'd be a lot of bad stuff off the field. I mean, the guy got a reputation in the NFL as kind of a, kind of a prick, right? I mean, he... You know, and and, and state well, doesn't I mean, need that right now. Yeah, but that's every coach, though. Uh, you you can ask anybody. Well, trust me, go ask any of the Colorado players how they feel about Mel Tucker right now, and they'll say hey, he's a prick. 
he's an ass. He's this, he's that. <laughs> Every coach has to be an ass. They yeah. do. They get paid a lot of money, a lot of things on the line. I just think that Bielema, I wouldn't have been mad if they hired him, but you would have had to keep him on a short leash. You would have had to have like a personal assistant to make sure you're driving him around and keeping him out of trouble <laughs> because you don't, you just don't want that. Like we all woke up to this news, you don't want to wake up to the news, you know, MSU football coach pulled over, MSU football coach in jail. You don't want to hear that. Oh, mama. <laughs> so what is Mel Tucker? Give us a quickie on Mel Tucker, and then go back and teach a class at Spex Howard. Rico Beard joins us. All right. uh, Mel Tucker, I think, is good. He's a Midwest guy, so he knows the area. Uh, he doesn't necessarily have that tie to Michigan State like you think. I mean, he was there as a grad assistant, so think of it as an internship, really. He was a paid intern at Michigan State under Saban. He was under, he's was under. he got a national championship ring under Ohio State. He was the Jacksonville Jaguar interim coach for like five minutes. That was he's a good five minutes. NFL. That was a good five minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, he's been a D coordinator. Yeah, he's, he's coached under Saban a couple times. He went down to Georgia. He's a hell of a recruiter, and that's what Michigan State needs. They need somebody who can walk into a living room and say, come here. Because, let's face it, when you're MSU, you're already behind the eight ball of Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, and, oh, yeah, Notre Dame's right across the street. Mm. So you got these four guys eating up all the pie, and you got to go in there and fight for your slice. He's going to go in there. He's going to fight for bigger pieces of the pie, especially now that he can pay and get top-end assistance. He's yeah. going to try to get Michigan State back to where they were, you know, some four, five, six years ago. And Mark D'Antonio showed the world it can be done in East Lansing. It just takes some work to do it. Do you think uh, that Luke Fickle would have come here had D'Antonio maybe asked him to come here. In other words, do you think D'Antonio screwed the pooch on this deal? I think um, if the timing was, if this was done in November, I think, or November, December, I think Luke Fickle would be here. Yep. But I think it, there were there were just too many outside things mm-hmm. going on for him to leave the comfort of Cincinnati. Yeah, he left money on the table, but, you know, his wife, I'm sure, you know, when you sit there and you Google MSU, nothing good pops up. But Rico, so, I, hey man, look. Go ahead. So, I, and we talked about this on Monday show. I, I contend that you have a legitimate, a legitimate chance at, there are three, I think, phenomenal jobs where there is total and complete instability right now. All right, you got USC, you got Texas that where if Tom Herman doesn't pull a miracle out this year he may be gone and you got Miami and if I'm Luke Fickle you're agent, Arizona you like Ar- Arizona. Ar- I love Ar- I love Arizona I don't know why people aren't able to make that stick I hope Kevin can but if you're Luke Fickle's agent I tell him <laughs> Michigan State great but if you can get USC Texas or Miami and you want to wait you wait because one of those three will open up in the next one maybe two years and then if not. Luke may be into that. He may get into that trap that other young, the young, good-looking coaches are sub-50, where he may get the call to the NFL. So don't you think think it's just too much opportunity? I mean, I love State, don't get me wrong, but either NFL or one of those three jobs? No, I I get what you're saying, and I think you're on the right path, but I don't think it's those three jobs. He's not big enough for USC or Texas. No offense to him, but they need rock star coaches. That's been their problem. Luke Fickle... Their fan base would be like, that's it. 
that's all you could get. It's a cat from Cincinnati. No, they need a big splash. Uh, Miami's going to always hire somebody from Miami. That's just the you. But I do think you're on the right path. And what I heard, it's watch out because maybe Ryan Day gets an NFL job and Ohio State opens back up. <laughs> He'd run there. He'd run there naked to get there that job. <laughs> also, Notre Dame. If Brian Kelly gets run out of town, Brian Kelly came from Cincinnati, went to Notre Dame. That's another one that people are saying, hey, that job may be coming open in the next year or two. So looking at it, yeah, I think Ohio State and Notre Dame, yes. The USC job, no, I don't think he's big enough for USC because USC, they have to have this. USC and Texas got to show you know how you know we basically we got the biggest nuts in college football. We got to show you how great we are. Yep. And they'll go off and overpay for some guy who will fail miserably. You know they're waiting for Bill Belichick. That's it. those are the type of people they look. Hey Rico, thanks so much for coming on and taking time out of your class. They're probably all cheating on cheating on uh, the <laughs> test right now, looking at each other's papers. No, I appreciate no, it. No, I get, no, they're doing some lab work, and I gave them a break. So, oh, good man! You know, I told them, I told them to go take an extended break, and I'll see them back at eleven. Hey, tell uh, to Dick Kernan I said, hey. Yeah, I'll do that, man. All yeah, right, I'll brother. definitely do that. Good to talk Thanks, to you, Rico. Brother. Thanks you for coming on, Rico Beard. Uh, the Spartan Beat knows his uh, knows his way around East Lansing. I can tell you that, and of course, uh, one of the professors at Specs Howard. I'm an RTV ten guy, uh, ten ninety five guy myself. Did you have a step foot in the halls of uh, Specs Howard? No. No? Okay, no, figure that out. It is, man. Specs Howard is a little broadcast school in, in oh, South Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Never heard All of right. that? Yeah, I heard of it. I got you. Okay, that's that's the I'll deal. Check it out. Maybe, I right. go, maybe I go and roll. By the way, USC, back in the day, Enrico says that they needed rock stars. They hired a guy named Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll was fired from the Jets, fired from the Patriots, kind of like in the background at that time. And when he got hired, the people at USC and the papers in, in Southern Cal we're ripping on this deal. I mean, this guy, you're bringing this guy in? He's a piece of crap. He can't do anything. And look what he did. And, you know, obviously paid Reggie Bush, but, you know, things happen. <laughs> Details. <laughs> Details. And now look at him. The oldest coach in the NFL and my personal favorite coach in the NFL. Made sure Reggie Bush got, I like, love this. Made sure Reggie Bush got paid. Yeah. And Snoop Dogg had access. That's he did. all I'm saying. Yep. He gave I mean, everyone that's winning. You're access. Winning. He gave everyone oh, yeah. access to that sideline. Uncle Snoop. It was it was a who's who on that sideline. Who wouldn't want to USC. go to school there? I'm going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you kidding me? Snoop called me, hey, nephew, come to USC. Uh, c- Comments. Come on. <laughs> Hey, Freddie says, hey, everyone. Freddie the Pizza Man chiming in. He's the guy that sent me that Drew Pearson uh, t- uh, tweet. So thanks, Freddie, for giving us a heads up. Drew's angry I, already because of the Hall of Fame. Oh, so God, I mean, he's yeah. waking up every day I know, with, but, with a perpetual. But, but, but his grandson and the guy, you know, hey. Mel looked him in the eye and said, I'm not going. To, and I read you his, his tweet. He wasn't going anywhere until they backed up the Brinks truck and yeah. said, you are going somewhere. Show the Pizza Man. Like, the, the <laughs> can you find the smallest bit of respect? Doctor. Doctor. Freddie. Dr. Freddie, who put okay. Tua back together, is, hey, uh, is hey, what Clarence yeah, and, is saying. And what did the CT scan reveal, Mass? Clarence is... Uh, what did the C- no, no, not, don't say Clarence. <laughs> Clarence is Freddie boy. Did the, Freddie, yeah. Freddie's patient. Tua um, is clear, supposedly. His hip is good. Supposedly. His ankle's oh, good. A, C- a CT, scan is, supposed, a CT scan is supposedly now. It, it all looks great. Is that great. what that is, Mass? It all looks great. The CT scan is supposedly? So yesterday, I'm online... <laughs> And I'm listening to Colin Cowherd, who is my favorite radio host. Nonetheless, a lot of people don't like him either. That's just the way radio hosts go. 
and he puts out a four-minute spiel on how there's one team in the top ten that no one talks about, and they're a bad team, perpetually, and they need to take Tua. And he said it's the Detroit Lions. Thank you. He says the Lions have been the Lions for, obviously, he doesn't even, I don't even think he knows it's been 64 years. Nonetheless, he says it's time to let Matthew Stafford go. What he doesn't know, and he's a radio host in California, he's not supposed to really know everything, that the Lions will take like a $32 million cap hit if they get rid of Stafford. He says, just put him out there, trade him. He's a good guy. I like Matt Stafford, he says. But he's had 11 years, and he hasn't won a playoff game. And his record is 10 games below 500. And I sent Clarence and you guys the uh, the radio show, the four-minute spiel. I gave it to Clarence. I'm like, go ahead, Clarence. Have your laugh, because this is the guy that's been saying – Matthew Stafford is a good guy, but he's in the second tier, and he has won you. What has he won you? Nothing. There you go. Go into your little. Go into your little. No, I'm not. It, man, people get upset. Like, I, dude, at some point, athletes are who they are. Matthew Stafford is second. He's middle. He's the middle of the second tier. But again, if you haven't won anything, you didn't win at Georgia. He was good enough at Georgia to get them to bowl games and made the alumni happy, but he never beat. The teams he never won a big game. What is his signature? What is his signature win in Detroit? Name me one. Well, maybe when he beat the Browns, when he got knocked unconscious <laughs> and he came back, he limped back onto that field. And all right, I'm, I'm stretching. Does he have one? I'm stretching. He- no, he doesn't. No, have a playoff no. we don't have a playoff. Did you seriously 90? just say that? Sorry, nineteen ninety-two, man. Did you? I, I will punch you in your face if you say we, that. We should. We don't well, have one. We should have had one. Doesn't Matt Stafford have a playoff? They picked up that flag. They did pick up the flag a few years ago. You know, there's a ton of football played after that, right? Well, this guy only knows one team. He only knows the Patriots. There weren't many points scored after that. That's all this guy knows. I again, and I, I texted you guys this, man. My feeling, you can. I, I, I think I put out like six or seven team Rivers. Trade Stafford, sign Rivers, draft Tua. And then that way, everybody wins. You send Stafford to a team. You can even do an even swap with the with the Chargers if you want. We aren't going anywhere with Stafford. It's just, we are not. You're not going anywhere. Hey, River, nah. Rivers has no arm anymore. All Rivers has to do is basically fill the gap, let Tua develop, let him heal, so get killed. For trade, <laughs> trade Stafford. Trade Stafford. Hey. Get whatever assets you can. You are not going anywhere. There's another team that would probably love to have Matthew Stafford. Please don't say Las Vegas. No, the they Bears. play in Boston. Oh. They play in the outskirts of Boston. <laughs> All right. They and for more on that, you know, this is this guy has uh, got it going here. Sandman loves his Patriots. They're going to be looking for a quarterback because I think Tom Brady might just be leaving. It is the perfect storm for him. He is going to go and test out the free agency. And there's a lot of quarterbacks out there. There's at least six that might be looking for a new job. And we said this draft is going to be something. And it's coming in April. It can't come soon enough for me. But we're going to have the Patriots insider from NBC Boston coming on out of the break. Tom E. Curran knows everything Patriots. Even knows more than this guy. And we're going to find out where Tom Brady is going to go sign. Dude, he's getting red. He's getting so red. Look at him. Look at him. Yep. Look how excited like, he is. I can't tell if he's aroused <laughs> or irritated. Like, we say Patriots. He gets so red. Okay. Look at him. Oh, my God. His face is getting redder. Well, we're going to take a quick timeout. When we come back, we're talking NFL. It's our favorite subject. Favorite. Come on back on The Wrap right here on the Jim Reels. Friendly Chrysler Jeep Studios. Tom Azaway, Clarence Black, Brendan Sennett. 
Ethan Perlman. Back after this. Check out the newest member of Jim Reel's family of dealerships, the all-new Jim Reel's friendly Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Romeo. During the Start Something New Sales event, lease the 2020 Jeep Compass Limited 4x4, now just $145 a month with zero down. Or lease the 2020 Ram 1500 Crew Cab Bighorn 4x4, now just $199 a month with zero down. For your best deal, it's the all-new Jim Reel's friendly Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Romeo. And there's nothing more friendly than a great deal from Jim Reel. If you or your family is touched by autism, learn more about Freddy's Foundation at hashtag pop the tap at freddythepizzaman.com. That's F-R-E-D-I, thepizzaman.com. Or email freddythepizzaman at gmail.com. And we're back on the wrap here on NRM Streamcast. It's Maz and Black and Senate and Perlman in the house. Dr. Freddy, man. Dr. Freddy, you the man, man. Pizzas and hip surgeries. Freddie the Pizza Man and his uh, hip surgery over at uh, his place in Melvindale. Go check him out. The if doctor. you need your hip worked on, he he, he made two a brand new man, supposedly. Freddie so. the Doctor, not Freddie the Pizza Man. Mm. Freddie the Doctor. We're going to have on Tom E. Curran, the Patriots insider from NBC Boston, coming up here in a minute. Let me throw some names out at there, out you. These are quarterbacks that are going to be on the move, one way or the other. Brady, Rivers, Cam Newton, Ryan Tannehill. Derek Carr, Jameis Winston, and how about the Saints? All of a sudden, Taysom Hill wants to get paid. He wants to play. What are they going to do with him? Because someone is—he's a free agent, all restricted th- all, free all, agent. All three of their quarterbacks are free yeah. agents. So Drew Brees, uh, Teddy Bridgewater, mm-hmm. and now Taysom Hill—they got to make a decision in New Orleans. Do you stick with Drew for another year? What do you what do you do there? I mean, if you're the Saints right now, what do you do with your three quarterbacks? Teddy. Who are you paying? Teddy. Younger. Uh, Over Taysom Hill? Taysom Hill has thrown 19 career okay. passes. You okay. can't give him the keys to the – are just, you serious? Okay, you, that's your choice. You can you, pay. You want, to give the, you want to give the keys to your franchise to a guy who's thrown 19 career passes versus a guy who is technically undefe- – well, not technically, who is undefeated under, under center. Yeah. Who's well, a pure quarterback. Well, he's only undefeated under center with the Saints. He had a you decent know, you know, run he, with he the did, Vikes. He did have a decent he run did. with the Vikes. He did. But. Taysom Hill had four like season-ending surgeries in college. But okay, let's let's say uh, the side of the fact. Who did? Taysom Hill. Oh, he did. I didn't know that. Yeah, he was injury Thanks prone. Thanks in. Injury prone in college. Aside from that, you want to give your keys to a quarterback that's had nineteen career passes? Are you insane? Well, they got to make a decision. One, of the, they got to keep one. They got to keep one. They want. They probably should keep two. Hey, there, there's rumors that they could be keeping all three. Really? That they that they would re-sign all three. Do you? All right. So let's let's ask a different question. Like let's ask the four of us. Patriots window, or not Patriots Saints window open or closed? I think it's if if Brady leaves, it's closed. It's or Saints. Wait, Saints. We're Saints. 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 No, is I, the window I, open or it's, closed? It's closing. Rather quickly. But right now, today, is it's it open? It's open. It's open. Open. I say open, you bring back Breeze. Franchise him, give him a one-year yeah. deal. He won't want it. You're right. But you tell him this window. Mm-hmm. You're you right. Thomas, you got you go out and get another receiver. So, so if the window is open, you roll with him. Period. I agree with that. And send Taysom, Taysom Hill But like I said, off. Tom Brady's name is out there. Rivers, Cam, Tanny Hill, Carr, Jameis Winston, and now the three Saints quarterbacks are out there. But for more... 
on the big kahuna, Tom Brady. We go out to Boston. Tom E. Curran covers the Patriots. He's the Patriots insider for NBC Boston. He joins us here on The Wrap. Hey, Tom, how are you? Good. How's it going? I'm good. Thanks for coming on with us. We appreciate it. We uh, hear lots of good things about you here in, in, in Detroit. Great. Yeah, I hear a lot of good things about Detroit. Hey, appreciate you me. we appreciate it, man. Now, how about Tom Brady? What's uh, give us the latest on uh, Captain America? Well, things are kind of in limbo right now. No negotiations have started, so when they do start, I think they'll be very wary of each other. And and you know, there has been so much intimated and reported, myself included, about Tom Brady's main concern not being money, but understanding what the Patriots' plan is to make it look better for him. So when Bill Belichick sits across the table from him, he's definitely going to know that that's part of Tom's hope. What I'm curious to find out is, how does Belichick represent to Brady exactly what he's going to do to make it look better in 2020 when the team doesn't have an opportunity to shop for free agents before they sit down with Brady and talk contract? Right. Because of the timing. So that's one of the most difficult things about it. So that's kind of where things sit right now. And I see a big impasse between the two sides in getting what they want from each other before free agency begins. What do they need uh, right now? Besides, they need a wide receiver. Am I correct there? Is that like their number one priority? Well, they dropped from having the best tight end in NFL history to having no tight end. Right. And that's a staple of their offense and the geometry involved in the Patriots offense. The reason it works so well is they hit you horizontally as well as they do vertically. They weren't able to do that this year with the tight end position, so everybody overloaded on Edelman. So it's the two spots together. Yeah. But then offensive line-wise and coaching-wise, they're strapped. You know, they, they've lost their, their offensive line coach, Dante Scarnett. Yeah. And they weren't solid in the offensive line last year. So those are main, main key areas that need to be hit. Skill position players, offensive line. How did they let this happen? This is a team that went out and had Rod Gronkowski, high draft pick. And then they draft, two rounds later, they draft Aaron Hernandez. So they they knew what they wanted, and they had what they wanted. And, of course, Aaron Hernandez, you know what happens with him. And then uh, the other guy gets beat up. Gronkowski gets beat up. How do they have nothing left in the cupboard? Didn't they expect Gronk to quit? I mean, that's, that's something I've written about oodles of times. The reason being... We've seen, and I've done the, the math on it, since 2015, we've seen a 45 drafted tight ends. The Patriots have drafted one, a seventh rounder from Florida State named Ryan Izzo. Yeah. Gronk didn't make a secret that he was getting right. towards the end of his career. He didn't make it. I mean, he had almost got traded to Detroit for God's sake. I know. He would have quit then, uh, he said. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So it wasn't a secret, but the Patriots have, you know, Martellus Bennett came in and was, was capable. Scott Chandler came in and was incapable. This year, Ben Watson came in at the end of his came career back, yeah. and, you know, tried, but, you know, he wasn't bringing a lot to the table. I have no idea why the Patriots pretended that that was a position that wasn't consequential for their team. Tom when E. Curran joins us, the Patriots was. Patriots insider from NBC Boston. I didn't mean to cut you off. Brendan, go ahead. That's okay. Tom, uh, now you've, no, you've covered this team right. for, for over 20 years you know, you've seen this dynasty. You you you've written. You've you've been on TV there. You you've said how privileged you are to see this run, and how how bizarre this period is. Take it back to Brady, and and you always use a line that I always 
that I love um, because you're usually right down the middle with this kind of stuff that that Brady's biggest beef is that he's getting tired of being treated like employee number 12. That's a line that you should you should copyright my friend. It's it's a great line. <laughs> so so I mean break that down for us. I mean wh- is that going to him coming to the Patriots and say I'll play for X if you go get Y? Does that solve all these problems? Really it's hard to say that it would because this is a culmination of 20 years of success, you know, some failure, uh, agitations, respect, love. There's, uh, there's just a lot of things that have happened over the course of 20 years, as they do with anyone. And right now, he's looking at it. Look, it's fun that I can be compared to the quarterback at Foxborough High School. That's great. Ha, ha, ha. He, he, he. <laughs> as long, but I'm going to take... $15 million a year while Jimmy Garoppolo is making $28 million a year and I'm going to get peed on in front of the whole team? I don't get that. That doesn't add up to me, Bill. And and I think that's where these things eventually get critical mass. But Brady never had any lack of love, support, pass on the back, appreciation growing up. But he did always have a yearning to be accepted, whether it's in Michigan or whether it's in New England. And now with Belichick, and I think the lack of acceptance and appreciation for him bothers him. And that's where it's kind of hit critical. Bill's not going to do a 180 right now and say, wow, you know, I'm going to be Bruce Arians with this guy. He's going to be who he's always been. And I think at this point, it's got diminishing enjoyment for Tom Brady at 42 and possibly at 43. What's the best job for him right now, Tom, out there in the NFL? Where could he go? Where do you think he'd go? Well, there's two different questions there. I think that the best job for him would be either in Tampa Bay or Indianapolis, personally. I think those would be the best places for him to land and have great success in 2020, guiding an offense that has talented players in it um, and guys who could probably tap into and also bend their offensive philosophies to fit Brady as well. You look at the... the you know, the people in Tampa Bay, Godwin, Evans, um, you know, they're going to lose Bashar Perryman most likely. Right. That's, that's a pretty stacked team with $90 million in cap space. Same with Indianapolis, $90 million in cap space. So those are appealing places to me. Um, Tennessee, I think, and, and Las Vegas are also going to be enticing for Brady. Those might be the more likely spots. I spoke to Jeff Darlington on my podcast from ESPN for a while yesterday. And he's pretty steadfast in saying those are the places he thinks are most likely. Not Chicago or something like that? Anything. Honest to God, anything's possible, and it's every single day. Yeah. Um, you know, yesterday, else. Scott Solak, he puts NYG oh, God. on a tweet. Oh, and we God. Just, you know, we spent a couple hours just off of those three letters talking about the likelihood of him in New York. So oh, anything's possible. You'd have to say every owner would okay. say your GM. Well, yeah. Be in on this guy. Of course. Now, now, let's say he does leave. Who would come to New England and uh, salvage that team? Who's out there? I mean, you got Phil Rivers, you got Cam Newton, Tanny Hills out there, Carr, Jameis Winston. Can they take a chance on any of those Saints quarterbacks that they're not going to sign? How about Matthew Stafford well, here in Detroit? I, I've been a big Bridgewater backer. I thought the Patriots could have gotten him as a bridge guy when he was leaving Minnesota, certainly when he was leaving New York. Um, he would have been a good guy to have in the house, but they never did that. So now, to me, 
because of the $13.5 million that will hit the Patriots' cap if Brady does not resign here, I think you have to go lower. And I think that Marcus Mariota, you make him an offer to, you know, two years, $15 million or something like that. And that's cuckoo, too, because you got Jacoby Brissett's at two years and 30, so would he even take that? Anyway, I think Mariota's probably the level of quarterback that you might be looking at right now. Hey, Tom, so he has said and been very frank that wherever if he does go that his goal period is another ring he's not going somewhere to rebuild and he's not going somewhere to to just play he is championship or bust mentality that being said if you look at the teams with the championship window or you know some championship pieces I the, the Dallas thing as much as it was kind of a joke mm-hmm. I think that I don't know that if there's anyone in the world he may not have like mind with than Jerry Jones in terms of Jerry is toward the end of of what may be, what may be his existence on the planet, so he wants another one. The other intriguing situation is New Orleans, who you know people are talking about a decision they need to make with the three that are there, but nobody is talking about the fact that you could literally put Tom in there with the weapons that they have with that offense. With I mean, you put Brady with with um, with Peyton's mind. That's scary. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing is, and this is more of a stretch, the Bears' defense is win-ready. Yeah. But that offense, even with weapons, can't Trubisky can't be there. You know, are those three situations maybe people just – because I don't hear him talking a lot about it, but could he theoretically fit in any of those three situations and give those teams instant credibility? Absolutely. And the latter two being with Dak Prescott and – you know, I, I just can't imagine all three of them. You have to really kind of contort your brain to figure, okay, would, would New Orleans jump from 40- or 41-year-old Breeze to go to 43-year-old Brady? Why not just keep the guy everybody's in love with already? Meanwhile, with Chicago, I, I'm on board with that. That doesn't make that, – that makes solid sense. With Dallas, I think that there is an alternative appeal to it. That being the rivalry that exists between Jerry Jones and, and Bill Belichick, that Jerry Jones could say, "Got your boy." He was great with a star on his helmet. He was so good. Look at him there. Um, so I think that appeals in, in another vein too. So yeah, anything is possible. I think that a lot of teams will spitball on it. But it's funny too. You know, you can't tamper, so these guys can't say anything. Brandon Bean, who's the GM in Buffalo, as I'm sure you guys all knew that. Oh, yeah. Um, he was asked about Brady going there. <coughs> and he's like, look, I'm not going to get into tampering, and I've got a lot of respect for him. I'd be happy to see him leave the division. But I don't think he wants to be a backup either. So he basically was pledging allegiance to Josh Allen. How many teams are going to pledge allegiance to their guy? How much allegiance right. has been pledged, for instance, to Derek Carr? None. Out in, in Oakland, uh, wherever the hell they are yeah. right now. <laughs> Somewhere on the somewhere on the border. Somewhere. There's a lot of guys out there that uh, you know people were looking at, like like here in town. Here we have Matthew Stafford. We have the number three pick. The Lions do. Do they take Tua? Do they stick? I mean, Stafford to trade him? It's a thirty-two million dollar hit on the Lions, so it's a long shot. But people mm. talk about it. I mean, the guy has been a terrific quarterback, but he hasn't won a playoff game. The Lions just are a non-entity. I mean, what do you what do you what do you take on a guy like Matthew Stafford? It's a shame because I it think is. he is fantastic. I think he's unbelievably tough. I think he's got a great arm. He seems like a good leader. 
um, and he's just going to have one of these Jim Everett kind of careers. Yeah. Uh, that just, you know, next thing you know, oh, wow, Matthew Stafford's 35? Wow, that yep. happened quick. I mean, how old is he now? He's 32. He just turned 32 two days Jeez. ago. Yep. Yeah, that stinks. That stinks. I know. It but does. He, so, Tom. He's la- done nothing. No. Sorry. Last question. No, you know, so, all right, just let's lay it out for us. Week one, who is the Patriots starting quarterback? I mean, have no idea. I mean, really. <laughs> I mean, I just, we do this every day I know. on different shows to the point it's like, I mean, you're, you know as well as I do. Yeah, I could, my dog is sitting next to me. Yeah. He has as good a guess. Bo, Bo is a good dog. Bo is on Twitter. Bo is a Twitter celebrity. Well, you know your stuff, Bo, what do you got? He's just, he actually just exhaled. He's still pissed about the Westminster uh, Club last night that the poodle beat out the Golden Retriever. He's still pissed about that. Let's go with, let's go with, uh, let's go with Stidham. Jason wow. Stidham, the backup. Jared, okay. Jared, Jared, Jared Stidham. Yeah, okay. Jason wow. Jadam. What the hell's the difference? Hey, you don't have to get to know him by September. You got time. All right, Tommy. <laughs> Tom E. Curran, the Patriots insider from NBC Boston. Thanks so much for spending some time with us, Tom. Thanks, Thanks Tom. Tom. You're the All man. Right, guys. All right, take, take it easy, man. Right. We won't hold you. We won't hold anything against you, no matter what. Which if Stidham doesn't play, we won't hold that against him. You never know what the hell's going to happen. I liked what, what Clarence put out yesterday with all the. This guy can go here. This guy can go here. Where's Phil Rivers? Who's going to sign Phil Rivers? Well, Phil they, Rivers is yeah. a winner. I know. Yeah, last year he kind of like went away at the end of the year, but that they they just were not playing well. They weren't going to be in the playoffs. But he's you, got no arm left. But what? That's what I'm but think about. You. But think about what he he he's got some arm left. He's got some. He's arm got left. enough. But if you think about what he gives you, so if you are a def- if you have a win now defense or a playoff worthy defense, right? Think of what he gives you. So Denver, Denver hasn't the, the best quarterback in Denver is running the team. Still, he haven't had a quarterback since Peyton. No. Think of how think of how long ago that was. They have Drew Locke as their guy now, and they don't know if, how good he's going to be. So you, to me, you have to do something because yeah, Von Miller is going to lose it. So you bring him in, they are better. And in that division, when you're looking at the Chiefs with a possible dynasty, you have to do something. Trubisky, that Chicago, if Chicago's defense win now ready. Yes. Then we throw you throw Rivers in there. What what percent better is that offense with Rivers versus Trubisky? Ten, maybe fifteen percent. Does Rivers That's become it. does Rivers become the second best quarterback in our division? Next to Rodgers. Automatically, if he goes to Chicago, you think Rivers right now is better than old Kirky Cousins? Absolutely. Okay. I think I think Kirk I trust has, him. I think way Kirk more. has a lot better, you know, assets to his, to his you know availability than. If I give you, if right now I told you, life depending on it, mm-hmm. playoff game, and you get Kirk Cousins or Philip Rivers, brother, who are you going with? Yeah, you're right, Rivers. I would be going. Kirk just want to play. I, I would game. be going with Rivers, but he doesn't have the supporting cast that. Kirk does. So if I was matching them up in a playoff game, I would be going with the Vikings because he's got a better supporting cast. Right now, if 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 you're Chicago and you bring in Phillip Rivers, you got to upgrade at wide receiver. On, on the pros, on, uh, what are the pros of signing Phillip Rivers? You don't have to worry about marketing the destination because all that guy does is stay indoors and make love to yeah. his wife and make babies. So it doesn't <laughs> yeah. really matter where you, you where he signs. Uh, he's in Florida and, right now. He uh-huh. moved his family I mean, to Florida. Yeah. What, so he got twelve kids now. So I mean, Tampa Bay to me makes sense for me. Jameis, yes, with mm-hmm. him. And here's the thing: yeah. he's a Bruce. He is a he is totally made for Bruce. He is a guy. You know where he's going to be on Friday night. You know where he's going to be every night because he got all them damn kids. <laughs> 
All right, they're going to put him in a situation, but if, if he is also veteran enough to know if Bruce Arians says, hey, man, listen, bro, just don't hurt us, mm-hmm. he will listen. The guy is a consummate pro, and he's ready now. My favorite thing is he doesn't curse. The only thing about quarterback that doesn't the only thing about Tampa Bay is the defense. The defense isn't ready, but I think if you look at some of those other teams, man. Same thing with Oakland. I cannot wait for all of this. This is this is like bingo, man. Brady, Rivers, Cam, Tannehill, Carr, Winston, all the Saints quarterbacks. There's other quarterbacks I haven't even mentioned. Where are these guys going to go? Where's Jameis going? Thirty for thirty. Where's thirty for thirty going? I still go back. I still go back to my wacky prediction, and we didn't bring this up with Tom. I still think that in the eleventh hour, I, I just have this no. weird prophecy that Kraft <laughs> is going to overrule Belichick. Brady's going to stay. Belichick's going to up and quit. McDaniel's is going to be the coach, and Belichick's going to be out there to that's go a lot to of, that's your a lot Giants of, like, or something. I mean, it, it just—I don't know. You it don't just, think Belichick? I, I have this weird spidey sense that you that's, you that's what's going to happen. You don't think Belichick wants him at all? You guys can laugh your ass off when when it happens. You don't think he wants? You don't think he wants Brady nope. at all? Nope. He'd rather lose with Stidham. I think I think he wants to have a crappy year and get. The guy from Clemson. No, he never wants to have a crappy. He doesn't year. want to have a crappy year, but I think Ever. Bill wants to go back to saying like, "Look, we gotta like this thing's about the defense, and it can't be Tom forever. And if he's gonna go, let him go for the money. Mm-hmm. Let's let's go ahead and pay this quarterback a little bit less. Let's then let's get some pieces on the defensive side of the ball. Let's build this team. Let's get back to to something that makes sense. He wants to put a game manager back in there, yeah. like Brady was at the beginning. And, and put a crazy and a, a great defense. I think he was so happy when that de- when that defense was running the show. That's when he was happiest. What do you think the odds are of them moving all the way up and and grabbing the quarterback? I mean, I always said I think the Patriots are a wild card in this draft. They've they've accumulated a lot they've of draft assets. picks. Yeah. They've got assets. What makes you don't think? That, what makes you think they're not going to trade all the way up and get Tua or get someone like that? It, he w- it would only have to be Tua. I don't think. Belichick would want a personality like Joe Burrow. What? What about it? Because that's the other asset to this whole thing is he's had a, he's had a quarterback who doesn't make waves, and that's perfect for him. I mean, but you also got quarterbacks that really you haven't heard personality issues with before, like Jacob Eason and Jordan Love. There's your guys. Um, Jordan Love out of Utah State's been a big name that's been you know right now sitting on a lot of mock draft boards anywhere between ten and twenty. So I think the that's wild card, a sneaky guy that could be the other wild card in this, and no one's talking about it, is Carolina. Yeah, Carolina They're does right. not have a commitment at quarterback. They're in the top no. seven. If you're Carolina, I think you look in the division. Matt, remember what Matt Rule wants to do. Mm-hmm. Matt Rule wants to play. He wants a fast pace, wide open. He needs accurate, and he needs somebody that. I mean, he needs somebody that literally can think the game. You have to be able to think. In his system, because a lot of things are going to be happening fast. A lot of things are going to happen at the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. Who does that sound like? Oh, by the way, the guy that's been at the top of that division. So you got Breeze, if you can get him. Mm-hmm. You put Breeze. If Rule can get Breeze, you get your guy. Get your get your get your draft your guy. Breeze ain't leaving. If you can get Breeze. He ain't going. And anywhere. oh, thirty for thirty. Jameis is tw- what twenty five. Yeah, he's a kid. Yeah, he's a kid. You give Rule that. He got a quarterback he I, can grow with. That's I, not I like a bad that. idea. I like Carolina with Winston. They're talking dumping Cam to the Chargers. Yeah, get or him somewhere, to LA. or right. somewhere. I don't yeah. think they want him anymore. To be honest with you, I don't know if he could play anymore. I mean, well, that's what the owner said. Is yeah. the guy has got the crap beat out of him? List mm-hmm. Frank. That's at that. 
He's got the same issue. The things that make Cam special are the things that kill him. Same with Gronk. You only play yeah. your size and physicality are the thing that, that is your hallmark, but it's also the thing that creates the most problems for you. When he didn't dive on that ball in the Super Bowl, I think he <laughs> ceased becoming Cam Newton. But not only that, he's you. easy to grab and hit. I think that's yeah. what makes Ben so remarkable, too, is the fact that if you look at how many times people put hands on Ben to not bring him down, I mean, I think who was it? Von Miller. Somebody was saying like it is literally like trying to bring down like mm-hmm. a rock, man. The dude just he's a horse. He is hard. Yeah, he's hard yeah. to get down, but he takes a beating for that. By the way, Miles Garrett has been reinstated. If we didn't say that about an hour ago, the NFL has reinstated him. The Browns welcome him back. It was uh, six. The last six games he sat out of the season after ripping off Mason Rudolph's helmet. He's have and, a great year and whipping it at him. He all probably pro. will have he's a great be an all pro and he, have a great he year. He probably will have a great year. I mean, he's got a lot to prove now and shut people up. And he was a pretty good player before that. He was. Great. He's got to keep us cool. Man, he can't Vontez Burfick himself out of that, the league. That was a one-time thing. That kid had never shown that before. Mm-hmm. I think he snapped. I think that's what to me gives some credence to. Something in there, when people who do things that are out of character, mm-hmm. I'm more willing to give them some of the benefit of the doubt. And I'm not sitting here saying that he was called the N-word. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that something yeah. something got him from, him from 2 to 10, and well, somewhere in there is the truth. Will teams now try and rile him up to see if they can get a reaction, Absolutely. though? Absolutely. Knowing what can sometimes set somebody off. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, very quietly, Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gianna were laid to rest this past weekend. I want to just bring that up in Corona Del Mar, California. They're going to have, was this a family thing? They kept it quiet. And uh, the public ceremony is coming up next week, uh, well, in a couple of weeks, on the 24th. That's going to be at the Staples Center. And you could follow uh, Vanessa Bryant on on Twitter. She can give you all the details because that's what the family's been doing. So I just wanted to give a hats, hats off to uh, Kobe and Gianna. I'm sure they're gonna numbers are gonna go up in the rafters. Her number two, his number twenty four, and number eight. And uh, you know, we miss him. We miss Kobe. We're not talking about him anymore, right? So life goes on, right? Hey guys, thanks for coming in. I want to thank my guys, uh, LJ and Aaron. I appreciate Malice it. Malice HR, baby. Thanks for Your coming number, in. Staffing Solutions, we got them for you. Johnson and Reno, homicide. Thanks for Tom E. Curran, <laughs> the Patriots Insider in Boston and, and at NBC. Thank you to Rico, Uncle Rico Beard, over at the Spartan Beat. He told us about the new head coach, and that name is uh, Mel Tucker. He said he was staying in Colorado, but he's here in East Lansing. Thanks to Ethan and all the gang. Clarence, see you Friday with D Mac. All right, Tom Azaway, we'll see you next time on The Wrap right here on NRM Streamcast.